What is up, guys? It is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video. Yesterday, I talked about some must-draft running backs for fantasy football. Today, we're doing the same style of video, but I'll be going through five must-draft wide receivers. So these are guys going within the first few rounds, but I think they are great values at their current price, and I think you guys should be looking to draft these players in your fantasy football leagues. So I'll be going through their current ADP, and then just kind of breaking down why I'm interested in these players at their current ADP. And then let me know what you guys think about these players down below in the comment section. If you agree with me, let me know. If you're fading these guys, let me know why. We can have a, you know, a civilized discussion down in the comment section, or you can just yell at me down there. Either way, I will respond to you. But let's jump into the first player, and it is going to be Mike Evans. Right now, he's going off the board as the wide receiver nine, and kind of at like the 2-3 turn, so late second, early third round. I imagine in more competitive leagues, he'll probably be going like late second, maybe even mid-second, because I do think Mike Evans is a really solid pick this year. And really, I'm betting on Mike Evans. You know, I understand he has the consistency. Everyone knows the stat, like he's gone for 1,000 receiving yards in every single season. But if we're being honest, like 1,000 receiving yards in today's NFL, that's not warranted to draft someone at like the 2-3 turn. A lot of players are going to go for 1,000 yards. The reason why I'm in on Mike Evans this season is that throughout his career, early on, Mike Evans was more of a target share guy. He was a volume receiver who would score some touchdowns. Then when Tom Brady came to town, he became less of a volume option and more of like a big play touchdown machine. Here in 2022, I think Mike Evans can combine those two things and really hit an elite, elite ceiling. So I'm just going to look back at his target share and touchdowns over the last five seasons. And I'm going to 2017. I could include the 2015 and 2016 where Mike Evans was like a 30% target share guy. I'm not going to go all the way back because I really don't think that is in like the range of outcomes here. But starting off here in 2017, target share was 24.2% and then five touchdowns. 2018, 22.4%, eight touchdowns. 2019, 23.8%, eight touchdowns. Then 2020, that's when Brady came to Tampa. That target share dropped to 18% but that touchdown number shot up to 13. In 2021, that actually target share number fell again to 16.4%. Touchdown number went up to 14. You know, this kind of makes sense. When he got to Tampa, Brady came to Tampa, he brought in all these weapons. It creates target competition. Brady's not going to be like Jameis and just focus on one receiver the entire time, but he's going to have the touchdown upside because this was one of the best offenses in the NFL. The reason why I think Mike Evans can up that target share is that over the last two seasons, he's been competing with Gronk and Antonio Brown in that lineup. Antonio Brown is still a stud player. He may be, you know, a crazy person off the field, but on the field, Antonio Brown is a baller. You could probably argue he is still one of the top 15 wide receivers today in the NFL. So obviously, AB is going to take away some opportunities. Gronk really broke out last season. So this was just an offense where it was really an embarrassment of riches. Brady could go to whoever he wanted to. You had Godwin healthy, Evans, AB, Gronk, you have Fournette out of the backfield. Just so many options to throw the ball to where Mike Evans didn't have to be like the guy in the offense. Here in 2022, Mike Evans will probably be the guy in the offense. You have Chris Godwin coming off the ACL. I'm actually going to talk about him a little bit later, but I don't think we can expect like 100% Chris Godwin at least right out of the gate. AB is gone. You have Gage in as like the wide receiver three. He's nowhere near Antonio Brown caliber. 
you have Grant gone. I feel like that tight end position is kind of just going to be a dud in terms of like receiving production. They're going to be using a lot of three wide receiver sets. They will be relying on Mike Evans. I still think this offense is going to be really, really solid. So if Mike Evans can bump that target share up to like 22% and then still get those double digit touchdowns, we could be looking at a mid to high end wide receiver one finish for Mike. So that is why I'm in on him at his current price. Now, moving over to the next wide receiver, it is going to be T. Higgins. He's going off the board as the wide receiver 12 in early to mid third round pick. And I kind of feel like the knock on T. Higgins is that he doesn't really have a ceiling. And while I don't think he has a ceiling of like wide receiver one, wide receiver two, I feel like this idea that he's like a floor play really doesn't make much sense to me. This is a player who finished as the wide receiver 13 in PPR points per game last season. And I'm going to go through why I think he can kind of take a jump here. And I'm actually going to compare some key stats between T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Because I feel like Jamar Chase is viewed as this guy who's just like this elite wide receiver one. And I think rightfully so. But I think T. Higgins is a lot closer to Jamar Chase than people really think. So just looking at these numbers. Now keep in mind, when I'm going through these examples, I am not trying to say that T. Higgins is better than Jamar Chase. That is not what I'm trying to say. I expect Chase to be the number one and I expect Higgins to be the number two. But I think there's a realistic possibility where Chase is the wide receiver four and Higgins is the wide receiver seven. I think we can have that kind of season. So looking at the target share, last year Chase was at 23.7%. T. Higgins bested him at 23.9%. Target rate, Jamar Chase 23.9%. T. Higgins 24.5%. Higgins was higher there also. You'd say, okay, but Jamar Chase is making the bigger plays. That's fair. Air yard share, 37.6% to Chase, 35.9% to Higgins. So Chase gets the advantage there. Then yards per route run, Jamar Chase was much more efficient, 2.71 yards per route run. T. Higgins was 2.43. But if we remember, T. Higgins was kind of viewed as a bust early on in the 2021 season, and it was just because he was not getting into the end zone. He ended up having some monster games down the stretch, but he still only finished with six touchdowns in 14 games. Unlike that high-scoring Bengals offense, this was kind of just like an unlucky season from T. Higgins. And of the 12 wide receivers who finished ahead of Higgins in points per game, only Keenan Allen had fewer touchdowns per game than Higgins. So I expect that number to bounce back up. Also, you're just looking at this Bengals offense. They were 20th in pass attempts per game last season. When you're looking at the strength of this team, Joe Burrow at quarterback, Chase and Higgins at wide receiver, even Tyler Boyd at wide receiver. This offensive line experienced some major upgrades. I would be shocked if the Bengals repeated in like the bottom half of pass attempts per game. I think they have to be top 10 here in 2022. You just got to look at the weapons here. There's no way they can be 20th in pass attempts again or any lower than that. So I think there's upgrade there. Overall, I just think all these players are going to be better. Chase going into year two, Burrow in year three. T. Higgins could take another jump going into year three in the NFL. So I'm very, very in on T. Higgins. I think he's a very safe option, but I also think he has a ceiling that people kind of aren't talking about. So I really like him here, like mid third round, early third round. If he's like your wide receiver one, you go running back, running back, snag T. Higgins. I think he's a really solid wide receiver one in the third round. Now, the next player we're going to be looking at is Michael Pittman from the Colts. Right now, he's coming off the board as the wide receiver 14. This is like late third round, early fourth, so that 3-4 turn. Michael Pittman is a guy who we saw take a really strong jump from his rookie season 
to his sophomore year. So as a rookie, honestly, he was pretty underwhelming, only averaged 4.7 targets per game, had a 14.1% target share, was never really fantasy relevant throughout the season. He took a massive leap in his second season, bumped up to 7.6 targets per game, a 25.7% target share, which I think is probably the more impressive number. And when we're looking at the Colts offense last year, this was a team that was really handicapped by Carson Wentz. The stats didn't look terrible for him, but I mean, we've just seen how the Colts, you know, coaches, front office, owner have basically just like thrashed Carson Wentz. And really the kind of general sentiment is that the Colts really had to like keep the training wheels on this offense. They couldn't really unleash because they did not trust Carson Wentz. We see that there were six fewest pass attempts in the NFL per game. So they were not letting Carson Wentz just go out and rip it. You have a massive upgrade with Matt Ryan coming in. I think it's reasonable that Michael Pittman is a very good young wide receiver. I think he can take a really strong jump here in year three. If he's taking a jump from that 2021 season, we have to feel pretty good about Michael Pittman. And then you're just looking at the competition in this wide receiver room. Like who is taking away targets from Pittman? We know Pittman is a very good NFL wide receiver. Like is it Alec Pierce? Is it Paris Campbell behind those two players? Like this wide receiver room is basically filled with players that are like probably 90% of people have never even heard of. So I expect Michael Pittman to be the alpha in this offense. I think he's going to take a big jump and he's just a player I want to bet on. Someone who took a nice jump into their sophomore season. He's a young, talented wide receiver. He's a guy I want to be betting on. And if he's your wide receiver too, I think he's a super, super strong option there. I would be taking him like, early to mid third round. So if you're getting them late third, even in the fourth round, I think you are definitely getting a steal with Michael Pittman. Another player who I really like, and I've been in on this guy all off season, it is Deontay Johnson. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 15 in early fourth round pick. Just looking back at last year, this was a guy who finishes the wide receiver nine in points per game in a bad situation. I've never seen a player get dinged so much for producing in just an awful offense, right? Like we hear about guys like DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin. We're all just hoping they get in an offense, you know, with a good quarterback, they can take that next step. Deontay Johnson was a wide receiver one in a bad offense. Now, you know, the criticism of Deontay Johnson is that it was just all done through volume, which, you know, is somewhat true. He was second in targets in the NFL. You know, he had a 28.5% target share And that is what I'm looking at. I understand the target number is going to be high. The Steelers threw the ball a ton, just a ton of like short dump offs from Big Ben. The man's arm was absolutely shot, but it's not like he was fed these targets, but you know, wasn't commanding a strong target share. I think that target share is going to stick with him. He's clearly the best wide receiver on this team. He was doing this with Claypool, even when Juju was on the field, like Deontay Johnson was the guy. We saw him take a strong leap from his rookie to sophomore season. Then he took another leap last year into his third season in the NFL. And even though this team had a ton of volume, I mean, they were wildly inefficient. They had the third fewest yards per team pass attempt. The way people try to like discredit Deontay Johnson, you would think the Steelers offense was throwing it 43 times a game with like crazy efficiency. Like they were throwing it a ton, but the efficiency was terrible. I expect that efficiency to be better this season. I also think the volume will go down. But I still think Deontay Johnson can be a guy commanding a 25, 26% target share on that team. So maybe he doesn't have like the week to week volume that we saw in 2021, but I just want to be betting on talented players. 
I don't think this situation going from Big Ben to either Trubisky or Pickett is like a massive downgrade. We're acting like we go from Big Ben who's dumping off to Deontay Johnson to all of a sudden like one of the best deep ball passers in the NFL. Personally, I think Deontay Johnson can win all over the place and they kind of just put him where they think that he can get the ball. But like Deontay Johnson is like Trubisky and Kenny Pickett all of a sudden just going to be like launching it down the field every play. Like those are guys who I think kind of fit Deontay Johnson's skill set. So he is a player I'm very interested in. And if you're getting him in the fourth round, I think that is very, very strong value. And now on to the fifth and final wide receiver. It is going to be Chris Godwin. He's coming off the board as the wide receiver 25 in early sixth round pick. And here's the thing. For Godwin, kind of the red flags here have everything to do with his injury and basically nothing to do with his actual performance on the field. So I'm just going to run through like the injury concern first. So Chris Godwin tore his ACL on December 19th. I was actually at that game, so I remember that. Bucks Saints, that was brutal to watch if you were rooting for the Bucks, which I was. So, you know, just kind of interesting there. But then he has surgery on January 3rd. So for whatever reason, you know, resting it, strengthening the muscles, all the doctor stuff, you know, wait like two weeks to have the surgery. He gets surgery on January 3rd. The typical recovery time that we're hearing for ACLs is 9 to 12 months. When we're looking at Chris Godwin, like a top-tier athlete, super young, you know, a very athletic wide receiver, I'd expect more in that like 9 to 10-month range. There have been no negative reports on his setback. We've heard other reports like J.K. Dobbins, you know, potentially starting the season on the pup list. I know we kind of came out and trashed those reports today. Right, but those reports are out there for other players. Chris Godwin has seen like no negative reports, all just kind of like skepticism on when he's going to be returning. So we've had no setbacks. The Bucks' week one game is September 11th. So that would be a little over nine months. Basically, every person I've heard talking about Chris Godwin is like assuming this man is missing a massive chunk of the season. Now, is it possible he's coming back 10, 11 months? Maybe he's missing six, seven weeks. It is possible that would obviously suck if you are drafting him, but I feel like that's kind of being baked into this ADP. Like we're assuming he's missing a massive chunk of time. There is like a chance that Chris Godwin is missing no time. Now I'm not saying like if he misses no time, like that's what I'm banking on. Cause I think he could miss a few games or even if he doesn't miss a few games, he could have like the Saquon Barkley start where, you know, he kind of struggled the first two weeks, then kind of found his groove. But this idea that like Chris Godwin is locked in to miss a ton of time, I think just doesn't make a ton of sense. And now just on to Chris Godwin as a player. So I think just in general, like if Chris Godwin was healthy, I'd probably be much higher on him than consensus. So right now I have Mike Evans as I believe my wide receiver seven. So I feel like if Godwin was fully healthy, I think he would definitely be ahead of Evans and he would be in that like wide receiver seven range. He'd basically be in that tier with like CeeDee Lamb, Probably Debo leads that tier. Then you have Chris Godwin in there. I think if he was healthy, I'd be much higher on him than everyone else. So obviously coming off the injury, I'm also higher on him. I do think, you know, he may not be 100% of the player he was, but this is a guy who has less target competition now. I talked about it with uh, Mike Evans. Chris Godwin was the wide receiver seven in points per game last year with Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown in the lineup. Even if he's 90% of the guy he was last year, when he's on the field, I still think he can be a borderline wide receiver one. So I understand there's some risk here. If you're just trying to avoid, you know, 
ACL, first year back, I totally understand it. But if you're someone who's willing to take a little bit of a swing here, I'd be taking it on a guy like Chris Godwin because I think the upside is still very, very there. And then straight up, like the Bucks need this guy to produce. Like you're looking at Russell Gage as the wide receiver too. If Chris Godwin isn't like totally ready, like they need Chris Godwin. Brady clearly trusts the guy. So once he is back, you know, if we start hearing negative reports, obviously then I might kind of settle this, but we really have only heard like he's taking a day by day, hasn't had setbacks. Like these are solid reports that we're hearing out of camp, you know, from Buccaneers beat reporters. So I'm definitely in on Chris Godwin until we get some sort of, you know, negative news. Not until we get, hopefully we never get that. But right now I am in on CG. So those are the five wide receivers that I think are must draft options. Just to run through them again, we had Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson, and then Chris Godwin. Those are my five guys. Let me know what you think of those players down below in the comment section. If you stayed all the way until the end, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And I'll see you guys in the next one.